0: Well, good evening to all our listeners across uh, Radio 2000 and, of course, on Metro FM. It is Marawa Sports Worldwide. Good to have you on board today. It's a Friday. Looking forward to a conversation with our legend. And you know what? If you want to listen in to one of the most accomplished individuals when it comes to being a legend, it is our conversation that's going to be coming up a little bit later on, though I don't think there is something that she has not done in this world. Uh, but that's why she gets the title of being called a legend, I mean, lots of very intriguing stories, maybe some shocking to say the least. And that is why our journey today begins in Nigeria, uh, where, with the what a couple of months though to start with the qualifiers, we've been told that 12 players from a certain Nigerian team were unable to pass the required MRI scan. Now, yeah, failing to qualify now for the last edition of the FIFA Under 17 World Cup. 12 players. Wow. That's a lot. Ben Aleya, Sports Day in Nigeria. He joins me on the line. Ben, thank you so much for your time. Good evening and welcome to MSW. Good evening. Is that Robert? It is Robert. Ben, how are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good. I've been in the studio with you and I told you we're going to be South African and we did. But, but this is a different ball game altogether. But let me tell you, what is happening, and what we are trying to set up mm. is a system where um, overage players don't make under seventeen teams. Because look, if you check out our national teams, when we win the under, we are the most accomplished team at the under seventeen level all over the world. But what has been the uh, results when? We go to the under-20 and then the under-17. These are developmental programs. And so we, are, we have told the uh, management of the NFF, can you just bring the right ages? If we fail, we know we have failed. To be, but we, we transfer the players to the under-20. And then before you know it, they are in the national team. And then they will play better. Instead of bringing... A 30-year-old player to play in the under-17, and then you win the World Cup, and then you come back, and the next time you can't even see them when they are. So, so I, I think that the MRI system is very fantastic, and I, I, th- I thank FIFA for it, and I think that it must continue, it must be sustained, and so that we we can make mistakes, but. I think that the administration of football in Nigeria is also getting to know that we cannot continue like this.
0: I mean, how is this news, though, being welcomed in Nigeria? Because, give what it is, though, Ben, had this gone a different route, these players would have been able to go through and actually play in the FIFA Under-17 World Cup.
1: Well, this is is what I'm saying. This... These kids, are, they are kids. It, it is also part of the problem from the uh, the FA and even their parents. This is my opinion. I have a 16-year-old son who goes to play. But I will never ever lie about his age because I know his age. I know when he was born. I and mean, that this is, it is part of the problem. You cannot, you know, when you go to see. Parents, when you talk to them, they say, ah, This is a football age, and um, this is the true age that they want you to use. And uh, it is not good. And that was what has been affecting Nigerian football. We should have won at the World Cup, at least, I'm sure we should have won the World Cup before the Keshi days, when only then Keshi. If you if you if you look at the Keshi Gavons, Peter fire and all of them, they came from the secondary school to the national team, and so they graduated into the national. Uh, it, it is not happening again, and so we must, uh, you know, reproduce that process to say, look, we want to make it like it was because we we must not win by force. The Keshi was playing at. You know, uh, uh, as an under-17, as an under-20, as an under... And you could trace his age until he died. Amokachi, Eguavoyen, Bernie And all the staff that went to uh, USA 94, which I thought would have won, even for some... Uh, mistakes or some—I I, don't—I don't want to use some words here, you know. But we made mistakes, but we were the best team at that tournament, as far as me I'm concerned. So we have to go back to the big secondary school uh, uh, football, school football, and then you, you, dis, you discover these players from school teams, not from players who you just pick on the street and you put them in the national teams and say they are under 17, and then coaches pick unnecessary players, some coaches come, you know, to to profiteer from the system. You don't do it. It cannot happen again. We have to wake up to the reality that times are here, and we have to bring the best that we have, and they have to be young. Let Let it be that we are not winning, but let it be that we are transforming from under-17 to under-20, and under-20 to the national team. This is what we want to do. You cannot win under-70 as the best African team all over the world. Win under-17 as the best World Cup winner. And then here you are. You cannot, you don't even have players who have won those tournaments in your main national team. Meanwhile, the Spanish, the Brazilians, their players are still playing. Where are our players?
0: Exactly. I mean, that is why Ben, again, you know, Africa, Nigeria included, uh, you know, South Africa obviously doesn't qualify to get to that level. Don't do well when it comes to national teams is that the cheating begins at the younger ages, uh, the younger national team set up, and they deliberately do that a lot of the time. What does this do, though, in terms of uh, the, the leadership of somebody like uh, Amaju Pinnick, given all the pressure that he's been under? Does this tick positively in his name because he's the one that literally insisted on the MRI scans before the qualifiers.
1: Amadjokinik is not under any pressure. You see, the Nigerian system is not like the South African system. The, 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 the Nigerian system is, is a different system. Every four years, we have these issues about leadership. And if uh, PINIKs uh knows what it is, he should have followed the path of honor. And uh I, I, I if he's listening, I think the path of honor is straight. The the, the Nigerian system does not condone the leadership more than four years and they bring in a new person. And that is the truth. So I will I will say if he succeeds, then good to him. But for me, I think that he has made a lot of mistakes. He has injured a lot of uh, people, and and so that is why these injuries, uh, these attacks—I don't even want to call it injuries—these attacks are coming at him. And this is how it should be. It this is Nigeria, it is a, a developing country, you know, and and we, we must wake up to the reality that look. When we have an election year and things are going like this, we will move on. It, it is not because of one person. It's not because of a Maldivian. A major is just an individual. Mm. Can we just move on?
0: So because um, I mean, he was elected. Okay. He, he, he took his position then uh, in 2014, and it's 2018 now. Uh, so you sign that a cycle of four years. That all of these presidents then move on. They don't keep them longer than that.
1: It has always happened. This is what I've said now. Mm.
0: This is what I've said.
1: Yeah, it has always happened. Every four years, we change our leadership in football in Nigeria. Go and check our history. And that is the truth. And he knows that no matter how he struggles, he cannot fight the minister of sports. He cannot fight the presidency. He cannot fight anybody at that level. So the best thing to do, I'm not saying that if you quit, he's done very well. Let let me be honest with you, Mm. uh, Robert. He's done very, very well. He's made money for the NFF and all that and all that. But look, the NFF is still an organ of the government of Nigeria. And so the government have a grip on the organization. And so when anything happens, the government wants to talk. And the government says, this is our position. Who do you say this is our position True, It is this sports minister. If the sports minister says this, and then you are fighting the sports minister, then, I mean, you are gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, these are the issues. Yeah. You should realize that. You should, you know, go meet the sports minister and say, come, I have done very well. He has done very well, perfectly well brought money into their uh, federation, done very well. But as we speak, Robert, the fact of the case is that the, if you say that FIFA will ban, FIFA will ban on Monday, let them go ahead and ban. If you say FIFA will ban, mm-hmm. the Nigerian Football Federation bill has not been passed by the uh, National Assembly of Nigeria. And they must pass it before it becomes a law. And then, if we, there are only two institutions that are uh, domiciled or that are part of this um, the sports ministry that are recognised by the federal government, the National Institute of Sports and the Nigerian Football Association, not even federation. So, and the, the, the National Institute of Sports, now chairman by Elijah Ibrahim Garad, also a former federation chairman of the NFE. It's already the, the, the bill has been passed. But this one has not been passed. So, what are we talking about? Can't uh, I'm a If we, I, I give you a synopsis of what had happened, you know, mm-hmm. you uh, the uh, G1 went to court mm-hmm. at, at the High Court in Jos, and you went on appeal, and you won at the appeal. G1 went to the Supreme Court, which is the highest ruling authority in terms of jurisdiction in Nigeria. And give G.W.A. one. And then you are not going to FIFA to say they should ban Nigeria. What is that? It doesn't make sense to me because if they ban Nigeria, what do you stand to benefit as president or acting president or former president or whatever it is? Can we just make sense and come back home? And, of course, all these things now pan down to the fact that the Honorable sports minister, Solomon Dallon, should sit down and say, come. Can we sit down and resolve these issues between the two parties? Because we have tried it in the past, and i deceptively avoided it. Uh, they, they, you know, well, if, if the minister gives you a template mm-hmm. and says, look, can we just work on this so that there will be no problem? GIWA is not a fool. You are not recharging GIWA in terms of Naira and Kobo. In my place, <laughs> they, they, I, would, I would say Naira and Kobo. You know, but if, 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 if you think that you can uh, outwit you, uh, you are two things we can outwit you.
0: This is what is happening. Sure. A lot to do, a lot to be done. Ben, thank you so much, man. Good to hear your voice. And thanks for breaking us down for all of us here in South Africa. I mean, obviously, major stories coming out of Nigeria. Uh, that sports day in Nigeria. Ben Alaya joining us on Metro FM as well as Radio 2000. Thanks again, Ben. Amazing, Robert. Thank you. Thank you very, very much indeed. Wow. I mean, FIFA certainly rejecting the proposed meeting with the Nigerian uh, sports minister, Solomon Dalung, to discuss the problems in the country's football federation. I think Ben was just trying to break it down uh, the case with Chris uh, Giwa uh, to vacate his NFF offices, uh, but he was showing no signs of giving up on his claims to be the president.